Hey, After Buzzers and Oncers, we are so excited to talk about engagements and engagement rings, the search for the perfect one. Also, we find out who the witch killer is. We cannot wait to discuss. Also, we have a great character corner coming to you today. Don't move, don't, don't go away. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Clearly, I don't want you guys to go away, so I had to stutter just a little no, bit. No, that was my <laughs> remix. I'm the DJ. Don't go away. I tell her when to remix. Yeah, we did a little remix for you guys. It wasn't me stuttering or anything. Welcome back to another amazing after show. We have so much to break it down, and I've got to say really quick that I almost forgot about the engagement and the proposal just because I was so shook at the end of this episode. But before we get into it, Steph Sabra, what's going on? What's up, everyone? I'm Steph Sabra. I'm so excited to talk about this episode. I was right again. Yes. We have so many yeah, predictions. That's the last time I'm going to brag. We have so many predictions <laughs> that have come no, true. <laughs> Especially Lanisha Fisher. Some of your oh predictions are correct. Okay, now I, this will definitely not be the last time I brag. <laughs> definitely yes, not. No. And Carolina, we, we're here to tell you we told you so because you weren't here last week. How's it going? It's alright, I'm here. Oh my god. <laughs> and hey guys, Ali Nasta here, your lovely hosts. I have so much fun every Monday. And you know what? I don't think I've ever gotten this far into this theme song, and it's amazing. I really I feel oh, like this is pretty epic, though. Our plotline is about to climax. Also, I want to give a huge <laughs> shout out to our amazing engineer, Jeff. He's He always does so, so many fun things for us here. Um, but let's just say overall thoughts really quick. What are you guys thinking? I really like this episode because I felt like it moved the plot forward. You know, now that we've got the stepsisters back in their realm, I feel like this story is actually progressing. So I was actually happy with this episode because now we can move forward. I agree. See, me and you always just got opposite thoughts. <laughs> Wait, know. Manisha, you said you were frustrated. Why? Yeah, this, this whole thing frustrated me, first of all. Henry frustrated me because he just he's just dumb sometimes. I'm sorry, Henry. Mm. Like get it together. Sometimes you know where he's I stand just on that. yeah, he's just a little slow. And then like with the episode of the big reveal, it's like we we kind of already revealed it, and we're kind of a little bit ahead of the episode itself mm-hmm. rather than being oh my gosh he's the killer right like I was like oh I already knew that he was the killer right. yeah I feel like they kind of pre-spoiled it by having that moment where he lifted up the trunk mm-hmm. I wish that we mm-hmm. had never seen that and That's true. this moment in the car with the scar had been the moment mm-hmm. right exactly yeah Steph, do you have any thoughts? Or are you just you ready yeah, to get in? Yeah, I, well, I am ready to get in. I really liked this episode. I noticed that I do have a little bit, the parts of this entire season that I don't like as much is outside of Hyperion Heights. Mm-hmm. I really do like the Hyperion Heights plot line. It's when we go back in time that I'm like, yeah, I'm right. okay with it. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I I think one thing about this episode, too, just talking about, like, going back and forth, I think what's a little confusing is because we are progressing the storyline, and then we're finally figuring out how Jacinda and Henry got engaged, and I feel like that's almost not even relevant to what we're trying to figure out right now with the curse and everything. Because we all mm-hmm. know that they got engaged. We didn't need that extra information exactly. I it was think? unnecessary i'm gonna disagree there okay. because i felt that what they were trying to show was their connection uh, because in the real world he was moving away from her so they wanted to show in the enchanted forest how he had like proposed to her because that's what solidified their relationship 
Okay. And that was that a really sense. big step for him. But leaving for New York is also a really big step for him. And funny thing is, is he's already lived in New York under a curse, not knowing that he was leaving people that he loved when he lived there with uh, Emma. Okay, that's I very true. I agree with you, except I think it still could have been, like, a, done a little... I would have had just done it a little different. Okay. I would have put it in another episode. Right. Well, let's... I like the storyline, just not for this a particular episode. Gotcha. Okay. All righty. Well, we got our overall thoughts going. Let's break it down for everybody that's watched. And we do have stuff in the chat. So if you're on a, listening on a podcast, we're sorry, but we have a live chat going. So we want to definitely talk to a, the listeners on this. Um, and we're so excited. What's what's so funny? I'm you like got a shout out already. I'm sorry. No, but we got Steph in the chat. Feels like a new line of children's book by Dr. Seuss <laughs> oh, coming out like oh next gosh. week. No one would have ever <laughs> had me in a children's in the book chat. anything. They'd be like, we have no idea what she's going to say. Yes. Oh my gosh. She Amazing. makes fun of kids. All right. Well, let's, <laughs> no, let's break it down. So first of all, we found, I obviously know that Nick is, Gr- is Hansel. I always want to call him Gretel. I don't know why. But we find out that Nick is Hansel. And one thing that kind of, when you're trying to see this storyline progress a little bit more with Hook and uh, Rumpel finding the the book, I found that a little weird. Why would that book just be chilling there at the crime scene? Did I miss something? They went into the storage room, but would that doesn't seem logical to me that they would just randomly, like, that's a really big detailed thing that someone would just leave hanging around. Did Did I miss something? The only thing I can think of is, remember when he opened his trunk and we got that brief glance there was a bag in there so the only thing i can think of is that getting out maybe he dropped it but then the only thing i can think of is that he must have been in a rush and not paying attention again this is also called like a hail mary when they just have to move the plot forward and something has to be there for them to connect the dots yeah but also too this was back at ivy's crime scene which makes the most sense because that's the one time that he, somebody got away and he was beat up. Yeah, that's true. And then he was in a hurry to get out of there after he was maced. So that's the only way that it makes sense is that he was maced, he was super discombobulated, it fell out, or maybe he was putting his stuff back into his car and it fell out. Who knows? It yeah. fell out. I agree with you as far as being beat up, being maced, you can't see nothing, <laughs> you know, you got your butt whooped, you know? <laughs> so I think he was mainly focused on, oh, I gotta get Ivy, I gotta right. get Ivy, rather than um, focusing on something fell out. He right. doesn't, he probably didn't know what fell out. He was just like, oh, I gotta get the witch that ex- is escaping. But why would you be carrying that book? Yeah, like, that's you're just a, referencing that's it true. real quick before you make the kill? <laughs> well, that was my thing. And, and they found it in that back, it was like the back area of the parking lot, right? Did I miss something? Well, that just, would make sense as the far as like where he parked. Too. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I didn't know if maybe, you know when you you're watch something and you think that uh, maybe not. I just was mis, I was misunderstood, I didn't understand, I missed something. Mm-hmm. No, um, I missed it okay. too. All right, oh, yeah, cool. You as we're with as, you. As long as we're on the same page there. Um... And let's just jump to kind of closing out the uh, Hansel storyline as we find out that he wants to capture Henry. I want to ask you guys, why do we think that he wants to capture Henry? I feel like he gets nothing out of Henry. I don't even understand why he showed him the scar in the first place. Right. Unless he feels that because in the Enchanted Forest, Henry and them were friendly with Ivy, that they are now culpable for letting her go without him exacting his revenge. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of think this is why I have the book when I have the author himself. 
Maybe he thinks like, oh, oh he could rewrite some maybe as a full But does power. he know that he's the author? Because just because he met him in the second Enchanted Forest, Henry wasn't exactly volunteering that he's the dude that can change the stories. But, but I he think... was introducing himself and he was like his best friend in the Yeah. Which that's the storyline that's missing. I feel like that should have been in this episode. That's what's missing. That you know what I agree with you. That would have <laughs> been really Sorry. Let's wait. What is Seth? What do you say? Am saying? I right? I guess Carolina would know this. He doesn't have the pen anymore. Wasn't that a big part of the episode that he? Oh yeah. Gave he, it away. He's he not really it. the author anymore. No, he broke. He broke it. Yeah. So that nobody could do that. But this is once upon a time, people. Yeah, anything. He can still happen. got the magic, like handwriting. There was a second pen made <laughs> in the <laughs> Elvish forest. Okay, yeah, exactly. This this brings it down. And let's remember, we always thought something was fishy with Jack, aka Nick, aka Gretel or Hansel. Um, and so he obviously has had motives. And I'm glad that Lanisha, you brought that up, is because right. he clearly has had this plan from the get go. And we've been wondering what else is behind this spell. And if he's killing witches. He obviously is doing things with Mother Gothel. Oh, I have questions. Okay, let's let's Love get an answer. So, number one, Mother Gothel, if anybody killed Gretel, it was her. <laughs> okay. Did you guys forget about that episode already? I haven't forgotten about that episode. <laughs> She threw Ivy out there to the wolves and was like, take her out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's question one. Question two. So that's my biggest question. The second question is what did happen to Gretel? Because we never really found out. She died. She died. died. Did she really though? Did she really though? Ivy stabbed her. She, no, I understand that she, she stabbed her, but how many times have we seen people die, quote unquote, in this show and then she's mysteriously dead. come back? I, she was dead. She I, just, because that's. So then why is he killing all the witches instead of just going after Ivy in the first place? Because that's it what, was a whole cult. He knows that it was mm-hmm. a cult, and this is all fueled by, first off, his mind not being right from the baker and already a witch basically torturing him, almost killing him. And then his sister dying, which I think this is all. I think it's that's all revenge. He just mm-hmm, wants yeah. all the witches. He knew that there was a coven. I assume there's multiple witches. And now I don't think it's about who necessarily. It's about a hate for witches. Yeah. And so I think my, like when you kind of put these pieces together, maybe the reason he has Henry as a hostage is because he obviously he obviously needs Kelly and he needs Regina in order to kind of kill all of the witches. And we obviously know that Kelly's the next target. Yeah. Kelly, if you don't remember, a.k.a. that's um, the, Wicked the Wicked Witch, yeah. Selena. Yeah. Which I think that's crazy. When she got that box of chocolates at the end, I was like, this dude is out of his mind. Does he not know she's the craziest of them all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not my witch. Yeah. But she doesn't have any powers. For now. Yeah, for, for now. now. But yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that this is one of those episodes where we thought we got so many questions answered and then we go back into it and really dive into everything and we still have so many things we don't know. Because we don't know how this curse is going to be able to let go and obviously um, Hansel has some things behind it. With no, the, but now the, the plot battle. is moving forward with yeah, the totally. main characters. So that's, well, that's exciting totally to true. see. True. It's leaving us on the edge of our seats. But yes, you know what watching. this is reminding me of? Mm. With Emma and the Mad Hatter in in the old episodes, remember when he was crazy and he was remembering stuff yeah. as a character? So this kind of gave me that type of feeling with Henry okay. and Hansel. I was just like, oh, okay, he's dealing with crazy right now. So he's not fully awake because we were like talking about that last week about him being awake. Mm-hmm. So he's not fully awake. He's just a little crazy. And Henry needs to, if he gets a little smart, he just needs to be a little street smart. To yeah. trick him. <laughs> you don't yeah. think he's fully awake? 
I think he's I think, fully awake. I think, I think he just doesn't know all the... He hasn't been around those characters necessarily to mm-hmm. know them that well. But he knows he is Hansel, and he knows his sister's Gretel, so... Yeah. But I wonder if the curse somehow, like, twisted his memory of his past. Yeah, could, could be, because why is he there? Why right. is he Oh, that? and he could be in control of... Like, Mother Gothel could be in control of him. But... We're clearly going to have so many things that are going to help us figure out what Mm -hmm. Hansel's motives actually are. But it was really interesting that we ended the episode with Henry basically being held as a hostage. Um, But, you know, speaking of relationships and moving things forward, we (laughs) did see Henry search for the perfect engagement ring this episode. And we got a little bit of a Davy Wayne's Pirates of the Caribbean kind of feel. What were you guys' thoughts on him trying to find the perfect engagement ring? I think he's putting too much pressure on himself uh, trying to live up to his parents. Like, even his mom can't live up to Snow White and Prince Charming. She just can't. Yeah. They're they're their own entities. You just have to be yourself. And I think that that was kind of his purpose for leaving Storybrooke. And it was, this episode just showed that he was still looking for it. Even as he was on his own adventure, he still didn't really realize he was on his own adventure until the very end when he took her to the, sorry, I'm jumping. No, When he took her to the lake. Um, and she was like, oh, this is a magical place. Tell me about it. Is it, was there a war here? And he's like, no, literally this is the only place where nothing has happened except me proposing to you right now. Which that makes it that a makes special it a place. Special that place. special. Yeah. I was wondering yes. what made him think in the first place that she wasn't going to be okay with it. Like, I feel like he just, it was, it was not her. It had nothing mm-hmm. to do with her. This right. was his personal demon. Like, it's always Henry. been Henry since he was younger. This has always been his kind of like tragic flaw, so to speak, where he feels yeah. like he wants to be in it so bad. He wants to be like the warrior savior, and he's just not. That's not his role. So I think yeah. it's about learning what his role is and accepting it, which I think he's doing a better job of now, at least, once mm-hmm. he had that experience on the boat. <laughs> on, the, on the waters. <laughs> which, okay, my my biggest frustration, and maybe this is just me personally, what I was getting so frustrated about is the whole way he was going to get the engagement ring was by stealing it. That really bothered me. <laughs> like, who wants a stolen engagement ring? Oh my gosh, that is such a good point. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that, but he fought for I think the reason he want—he wasn't stealing a ring. He wanted to steal something that was mythical, so then it would be something of epic proportions. Again, oh, right. he always but goes above and beyond. Yeah. Like It's not an engagement ring that actually belongs to anybody anymore. It's like a mythical ring that's out there. And he's like, wouldn't I be the best suitor ever if I just popped up? And I was like, look at this magical ring. But it was also something where I'm thinking, why would you put yourself in a situation that scary when what if you don't come back and be able to being proposed to your Listen, fiance? Dude has some serious insecurity issues. He's like, clearly, he's working on them. Clearly. He'll never be satisfied. (laughs) You guys should listen to that album. That's my favorite song on the album. (laughs) Guys, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. As someone who just got engaged, I don't think my fiance would have been thrilled if she knew I spent zero dollars on her. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. She'd be pissed. Right. I like, would second I went on a venture beyond the sea and back and went through a realm in order to get this ring for you. I'd be like, well, I'm glad you're here. But how much how did you spend? But also, at the end of the day, he didn't end up giving it to her. It would so have been Jeff, priceless? It, I guess, it. yeah. She, he, didn't, he ended up yeah going on this grander adventure and didn't even... Even worse. Yeah. 
So I'm glad that you chimed in there, Jeff. And let me say, finding an engagement ring is an adventure enough. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, for any dudes who have done it, they know. <laughs> right. But it's adventurous and it's fun and it helps you learn and grow because you're trying to get to that next step of your life, you know. But if you all love learning and having fun and growing in all areas of your life, life for those of you who do, we've got the perfect podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversation with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister that you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos and guys, it's free! Be sure to rate and comment and when you do, let Maria know that it was the Once Girls that got you there. Wait, but even better than the Once Girls that got you there is that our girl Allie is going was, to be on it. I, I was, was about yes. oh my God. It's Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. All right. The one of the not reasons the nook, obviously <laughs> Maria is amazing. She's so inspiring and she helps all of us out here at AfterBuzz TV. Um, but she actually brought me on as a guest host last week and we got to interview Jennifer Morrison who plays Emma Swan. Oh, oh my gosh. So even a more even a better way to go listen, please go to Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition on iTunes and you'll be able to hear from Emma Swan and what she's been up to lately and well Jennifer Morrison, but you know. Um, she we will be coming it. back for one other episode of Once. You guys should definitely check out this podcast. Marie's amazing. It's so inspiring and just being able to chat with her and and she's just got she's got so much great advice. I just can't believe you were going to tell them about the whole podcast and not be like, Loki, I was on I it. Was she's just so humble. She's so humble. Well, listen, people, Allie was on it. She's phenomenal and you get to hear from Jennifer Morrison. So it's a win-win-win all around and yes. tell them that we sent you, us. Yes, and please else, go subscribe <laughs> comment and everything because it's free and you get great advice and fun times on your commute or going shopping or anything of the such. So, I would definitely go shopping with you, Allie. Let's go. I, I totally would. Let's speaking go. speaking of <laughs> shopping, clearly we find out Henry does not actually end up shopping for a yeah, ring. He doesn't know how to shop. He doesn't know how to shop. I still don't trust where that other getting, ring came Yeah, from. where'd that band, where'd you even get a band like that? And it was janky too. It was just like a guy's like silver, I was like, really? I but, wonder if he got it off a hook's hand. Oh, maybe. Oh, my God. He does have Stop. enough to spare. Stop. But yeah. Hey, mate, I'm sorry I did you dirty. I'm not one here to take mine. But I've got well, ten more. It was really, yeah, that's true. He does have a lot of rings. I didn't even think about that. Now it's making sense. I missed that portion oh, for a second. Um, but what's really interesting is Nook is trying to figure out a way that he can kind of incorporate Just call himself. Him Nook? Yeah, new hook. That's what that's what mm-hmm. Kelly calls him. Right. Where yeah. have you been? Yeah. No, I just Carolina, missed it. Come I was... on. <laughs> um, but we have new hook trying to figure out how he can incorporate himself into Henry's life more. And it was kind of it was cute, you know, because mm-hmm. if we remember, he was, you know, the drunk version of Hook and really needed guidance. And it's really interesting and fun to see him really grow as a character and be like, I just want to be there for you. I want to help you out. Yeah. He's I thought like, it was oh, nice. I see old Hook didn't do it like this. Whatever. <laughs> I thought it was nice. That was actually one of my favorite parts was seeing him help her get her first job and believing in her that she could do it because she's never had anybody do that for her. Oh, you're oh, talking Hyperion Heights. Nook. Yeah, this is a good episode for Nook in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like back in when he sends Henry on this adventure, it was cute, but it was also like 
like this is so extra of you to set this up just so i could get a ring like you couldn't have done something like a little less extra but the reason i was bringing it back around with um his daughter who tilly he doesn't know is his daughter but is his daughter is that he was doing he was doing the same thing for henry that he's kind of doing for tilly sorry so that's why i was bringing it around i was i was trying to tie it in the show's Um, doing a really great job with the parallels mm -hmm. Yeah, so you guys, I know you guys were like, we feel like this could have been another episode, but I felt like the big decision mm-hmm. on both ends with Henry really did tie in together, and Hook Nook's attitude was also the same. Yeah. Okay, okay. That makes sense, and it was him trying to help someone and figure out how he can incorporate himself into just like Tilly's life. And we see he's really trying with Tilly, and he has this, even though he's not awake yet, even though we've been begging yes. for this to happen... He is really trying with with Tilly. He's like, I don't know what it is, but there's something there that I feel like inclined to help this girl. And yeah. I was so happy with it because I was just like, yes, father and daughter, and like you're not cursing. Like, oh, it's going great. Just just stay cursed because you guys are happy you're cursed. Yeah, I love that. Actually, on in terms of just core kind of connection, I think that they share. Uh, more like pure connection than as opposed to other relationships in the episode. I really, really like them and I feel like they're really good at acting like they don't know each other but kind of somewhere deep inside they know that they know each other. Mm-hmm. And I ju- and Tilly is making a complete turnaround because as you guys know she was yes. kind of like I was confused yeah. by mm-hmm. her character and now I feel like she's adorable and back to like the Tilly that I loved in the first few episodes so it was just a really cute scene and we got Sabine mm-hmm. again which I missed her so I love Obviously, that. Obviously yeah. my Tiana. Yes. yes. I really yeah. hope we get a little bit more Sabine and her. I hope she we see her happy ending kind of play out because yeah. we better. If anything, it was we kind of we definitely gonna we definitely they gave her to. a good looking Prince Naveen. I, I mean, am ready for that. Which uh, can we bring him back on the screen? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I need him back. <laughs> well, yeah, he was very very attractive. Um, but let's get into Tilly and Margot for a second. First of all, I gotta say how frustrated I am with Margot's coming with Margot coming back and just <laughs> ripping her mom a new one if your mom says she needs you just be patient with her attitude on 1000 she clearly didn't Even get in the opposite realm she has like this huge mommy complex and it's so unfair to zelina because she's been raising although she yeah. did her dirty deeds before she, one thing she's done right is been a, par- a, g- a great parent yeah. from what we've seen mm-hmm. And All it, I'm saying is she's spoiled. That yeah. little girl, she is too spoiled. She hasn't gotten whoopings. I bet you she didn't get on no timeout or anything. Like, mommy's probably just like, okay, don't be mad at me. Like, no. She, no. She needs punishment. Yeah. Put her in the cauldron, Zelina. I just, well, it is funny that you bring that up. I think every time we see Zelina Don't now, blink. I'm sorry, you guys. She literally said, don't put her in the cauldron. And then did the I look at her alarmed. No, she bit her children. And <laughs> winks at me like that's hot. But you guys. You guys can't see that on the podcast, but if the camera was an honor, I just need to call it out. Steph is Steph is That's... boiling teenagers over there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've let it be known that I'm a witch since the moment I stepped onto this panel. She That's is very Zelina. True. Zelina is her spirit uh. animal. Um, but yeah, I think Margot just, she needs to step back. You know, we all have forgiven her for, we've forgiven Selena for, um, you know, kind of 
manipulating her dad into having her. So, like, we've forgiven that. Let's just forget about it and move on. (laughs) But, yeah, I just think she was too much for me. But it was really fun to see Tilly and Margot kind of have the same initial connection as we did two episodes ago. So mm-hmm. it's really fun to see this play out in the real world. Because, I was yeah. fangirling for it. I loved it. I was like, yes, I'm so happy. And I want Tilly to be happy. I feel like she's one of the coolest characters that we get to watch. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's also one of the most abused characters. Because everybody Very overlooks true. her. Nobody believes her. Nobody listens to her. Mm-hmm. And what really tugged at my heartstrings was at the end when she was telling Rogers, like, yeah, I met this girl. And she's going on and <laughs> yes, on about how excited so she is. <laughs> Guys, I'm totally shipping them. It's Marley. Yeah. Oh, Margot oh. and Tilly. Oh Marley. my god, I like that. Shipping yeah. it. Love I really it. like them together because wait, I, feel I don't like... know if I like that nickname because Marley and me has a really sad ending. Oh my god. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, way to bring it brown to sad. I'll think of another one. On a oh, let us know what you guys note. think. Yeah, you guys can give us <laughs> ship names, but I think that there's such. Um, a cute couple in terms of they balance each other out. They don't have, like, the same issues they're dealing with. They're dealing with different issues, and both of them give them a different perspective that the other's just not capable of thinking, and I love that dynamic. A hundred percent. It's really smart. Yeah, and that's a great point that you bring up because we saw that when they had to work together with the whole giant scene, you know? They were really opposites there, and... In Margot, aka like a Robin, almost threw her under the bus and mm-hmm. just yeah. was about to put her out to the the spear people. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't the even know they were. They people. were all they were. They're just like the disgruntled giant, villagers. Yeah. Disgruntled yeah. villagers. Okay, I need to work on my vocabulary for the <laughs> premiere days. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel as if Jacinda and Henry's relationship. Let's jump over to the different sides of love, and we saw a really big complex with Henry this episode, trying to figure out where he belongs. And he thinks that this podcast, um, being able to produce podcasts, is going to be the right job for him. And Jacinda tells him, no. I mean, I mean, go. Again, frustrating. Frustrating. Okay, tell me what you're feeling. Okay, first of all, their relationship is so slow. Am I just, like, the only one that's thinking how slow their relationship is? It goes, like, one inch forward and then a million steps back. Well, like, the curse is what's holding us by the throat because they can't progress this at all. That, too. But also, Jacinda, come on, girl. Like, real, she keeps, like, oh, I want him. No, I don't want him no more. Oh, I want him. Not I don't, anymore. Okay, I'm gonna disagree on this one. So, I feel that Jacinda does really want him and the reason she told him to go is because at the end of the day, in the Hyperion Heights world, she has no hold over him. Yeah, she's not he's, he's not, in her mind, he's not her kid's father, he's not her boyfriend. If anything, her daughter's been acting weird around him, so she's pushed him away, and then he tells her, hey, I have this amazing opportunity that I could have a great career, and she was being supportive, but you could see in the way that she delivered it that she was heartbroken about it, but she was trying to be supportive. You just lit up a spark of idea in my head by saying what you just said, and it made me really think back to Nick and every time he's been able to insert himself in the Mm storyline. And just with Jacinda, it's it's almost as if Hansel has, he curated this curse with Mother Gothel. Because if we don't, if we remember, you know, he looked, remember that look that I mentioned? He said it. The look that he looked at Jacinda when he was introducing himself, he gave her that, I'm 
I'm gonna, I like you look. He did have so, a crazy look. Yeah, so I think he curated the curse to say, well, I'm gonna get her in the real world, and also I'll be in between Henry and Jacinda, which obviously they're a force, their true love force will be rec- will not be reckoned with. And then, so we have that, and then we also have that um, if Nick was able to kind of curate the curse, he's behind the, the podcast. It's probably not even a real opportunity you know what I mean? Like, he's curating all these things, so maybe he even yeah, has I more agree. powers than we think. I don't think that the okay. podcast was a... I think that was him making the opportunity for Henry. Right. But I agree with you, Carolina. Mm. I feel like there's... Let's be honest, you guys. They haven't even kissed yeah. yet. So to tell someone not to go to New York would be, like, level mm. five stalker. Yeah. But I feel like Henry was giving her strong hints that but, handhold was so long. But going back to Carolina, that <laughs> makes again, I would just be like, oh, the tension is there. doesn't it's know what's there. happening with them. Who is she to right. tell him you have to give up your career to stay here for something that I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And you guys both, Steph and Carolina, you both make such a great point because they haven't even been on a real date. They did a game night and Lucy yeah. jumped in the middle of them. So besides the, I mean, besides the race thing. They haven't actually hung out. Dude, the closest we got to a date was the bar with the bet. Yes, yes. And then he didn't even make the throw. So that really just goes to show that if she were to say no, that would have been weird. It would have been weird. It would have been super weird. I thought that she did the right thing um, being supportive. And you could tell that that's not what she wanted Mm -hmm. to say, but that's what a normal, healthy person says when you have nothing with another person. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Have a good life and be a successful, professional human being. Yeah. Send me money through the mail if you feel like it. I think I'm just stubborn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but... You I, wasted my time. It's the least you can do. Send me money in the mail. Well, she wasted his time, if anything. She's the one that's been more hot and cold with him than the other way they around. They both have issues yeah. that they need to... But he's been pushing it forward, though, because he was even like, I think Lucy might be right. Like, I mean, it's a which, coincidence. Which, let's get into the whole book thing mm-hmm. with right. Hansel he really started to see, wow, he, that he's inserting himself into the storyline. So let's talk about this for a second. So now he's really starting to believe. I'm just figuring out if he's the truest believer and, and you know, um, Rumple is really trying to egg. You can tell he's egging him. He's cracking the egg. Are you, when are you going to crack? And he hasn't. This just goes to show and proves our theory that he's just going to be the last one to wake up. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. I agree. He legitimately read the book and read this guy's thoughts, and usually that would spark something in Henry. The book was, like, the coolest prop, I think, of the season for me because I used to work, fun fact, at the district attorney's office, and one time we were covering... We had to, like, do something with the Unabomber files, which was this, like, crazy killer in San Francisco um, back in the 80s. And his we got some of his notebooks, and it was kind of like that. It was, like, crazy, like, gibberish, like, putting things together, making plots in your head, making decisions and all this crap. So, And there's always little, like, there's always a code you can crack in them. So I love that this was actually pretty accurate to what a crazy serial killer would do. Right. I mean, that's just so crazy. Um, I think Jeff's got a picture of that. <laughs> really scary. I am scared. Unabomber. Um, I feel like it looks like me in the morning. Oh my gosh. Stop. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm not. You definitely do not, Carolina. This yeah. is Hansel I'm in joking, the future. Guys. Yeah. 
I mean, it was really, it was, it was interesting to see that in there, and I'm, I'm glad that they did bring it into the picture, and we kind of had a sit-down moment with Henry, but also, too, he's trying to leave, he's like, I need to catch a flight, and it's like, dude, the cops have you, but there's nothing you can really do. Davey Elmer just say- made a, sorry, good point in the chat that Rumpel's trying to give Henry as many clues as he can without waking him up, and I agree with that. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely, but I was gonna jump on that um, thought process of Rumple helping him wake up is that I felt like after he read the book and he thought about it, it wasn't so much that it was about the killer that he was helping with. He when he was in the car, it really started to resonate with him. I felt what had happened in the book, his body started to be like, This is wrong. Like leaving mm-hmm. is wrong. What you're doing is not right. And mm-hmm. then of course, there's no such thing as coincidence that the glass that killed shouldn't. his tire. Okay. That's and so it looked true. like the heel of a glass shoe too. Well, that's what he mm-hmm. he mentioned that. Yeah, he was like, "Is this this is weird? It's something." It was weird. a separate part of, of the, the, shoe. the other shoe, shoe he saw. Mm-hmm. Of the Which scene. maybe the, like these pieces that are just coming up is kind of like those flowers that come up when magic. Maybe things are just going to start popping up places. That's what I was thinking about. Like maybe, and besides, where did the flowers go? But um, I was. <laughs> yeah, what do you guys actually- tell us? What you guys think about the glass slipper? Where you guys think it came from? If you have any ideas, because mm-hmm. that stumped me. Yeah, I think it's more belief because Henry was what you guys were saying when he was reading the book. Boom, something sparked up in him and he was believing while as he was believing the shoe comes. I believe in magic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. It always reminds me of the parent trap. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, And I guess we'll have to see more. And obviously, every episode, we're gearing towards the end, ladies. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm going to cry really sad tears when this happens to be over. But until then, let's get into some dynamic duos. Already, I totally don't have the drop. It's okay. <laughs> no, I had my okay. little boom, boom, dynamic yes. duo. Oh, yeah, dynamic duo. Oh, okay. Dynamic. So the dynamic oh, duo. Yeah. So the dynamic duo <laughs> that I had chosen for this episode. At first, I was like I said, the the end of the episode kind of like made me forget about what had happened in the real episode. So I was thinking Henry and Rumple because they were really trying to work together. But the winner is Henry and Hook. They Ooh, really worked yeah. well together to try That's to get this one. ring. So that is the dynamic duo of the episode for I me. I concur. Great call. Double H was killing it. Yeah, they were. Double H. <laughs> no, well, it's New Hook. So it's... I guess it's still Double H. His name is still Hook. Okay. Jeez, Carolina. Oh, wait. Also, you know what we haven't begged, I mean, bugged uh, Carolina about yet? Is that the fact that we found out who the Guardian was and it wasn't Lucy. Ha, 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 ha. I don't know. Mm. Is it right, though? <laughs> I don't trust it. It is. Oh, my like, God. Are you kidding me? It will literally come out of their mouth. And Carolina. She still won't trust So you Listen, think there's a had, different we Guardian? We had a Guardian before, and where is she now? Gone. She's All probably right. coming back. Well, well you I thought time. that maybe there could be another Guardian. Ruth maybe. said that because yeah. we don't think Rumpel would give up someone's that. Qu- yeah. Yeah. We oh, just, no, you guys are, like, bugging me about it. He said, okay, so, okay, I'm going to stand by what I said. I'm telling you, people, it's Lucy. So he sent her off, and he said that I found that I'm rewarded more often when I do good, and I have to believe that another guardian will arise to help me find my bell. Boom! It's his great-granddaughter, Lucy. Don't play. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's, I think it's one of Let's too. let that fester, guys. Think about what Carolina <laughs> just, just said, Carolina and we'll continue, we'll continue okay. to fight 
to see who the actual guardian will be. But in the meantime, let's get into some character corner with Carolina. Woo! So triple and, C. Oh, yes. that is. Character Ooh. corner with Carolina. Yeah. Cool. Calm, collected, let's go. <laughs> All right. So our character corner this week features Davy Jones. Woo-hoo. Yes. Ooh, I like this. Music. Yes. Makes me feel like I should be running on an island. I'm, so, I'm sailing. I'm sitting. I'm going to say, I'm with the, <laughs> with the sword. We're all doing different action movies. Alrighty, Carolina. So most people know Davy Jones because of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. It made him incredibly famous, and they know that he is the captain of the Flying Dutchman and collects souls. However, Davy Jones actually has a very shrouded origin. Do tell. Yeah. Um... So, Davy Jones originated as a euphemism for drowning or shipwrecks in which sailors enter the sailor ships, oh. remains were consigned to the bottom of the sea to be sent to Davy Jones's locker. The origins of this sea tale are unclear, but we do have some educated guesses, and I've got a couple stories here for you guys. If you want to look them up for further detail, go ahead. So, fun fact, there was a famous pirate in real life in the 1630s named David Jones. However, hmm. historians don't believe that he had quite enough infamy to be the, the Davy Jones who would send you to his uh, locker. Ooh. Also, there is so a folk legend that Davy Jones was a pub owner who knocked sailors unconscious and locked them into his locker, among other nefarious traits, which that's actually a really cool story. You guys can research it on your own, but... Davy Jones was a pub owner. Check it out. Um, just Google it. It's a, it's a pretty long story, and there's a lot of different origins for it. And then the other big one with Davy Jones is the Jonah theory. Ooh. So Jonah, as in from the Bible, and they believe that after his trials at sea, he became the devil of the seas. Oh. And other people <laughs> believe that Davy Jones himself is a myth that the devil exists in the ocean. Oh, that's just creepy. That just totally and that he's out to get so, sailors when like they're at that is wrecked. so scary, guys. Pirates are scary. Yeah, I'm not going and, to the beach. I've, like honestly, there's no chance. Bro, this of is like deep ocean. That's close enough. Mm-mm. That is so scary. <laughs> Jeez, Carolina, thank you so much um, for bringing us Character Corner every week. I really enjoy them. It's it's really interesting to see how these stories kind of evolve, and they take this one character or idea, and, and fe- it festers into what it is today. And obviously, Davy Jones, of what we've seen on yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, and now Once Upon a Time, it's, it's really great to see how they all intertwine together. And what Disney did with Pirates of the Caribbean was an existing folktale of Davy Jones, exactly. and they just played on it with the mm-hmm. flaw, which I think the Flying Dutchman is the coolest kind of like incarnation of Davy Jones, in yeah. my humble opinion. Well, thank I you. I just love how creepy everything is <laughs> at first, and then how it's it's fascinating how they twinkle everything up and right. make it like less creepy and more like la di da Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. A hundred. Very dust on it. A hundred percent. Well, hopefully we didn't scare you guys too much. Um, but on a lighter note, let's get into some news and gossip because I have a couple of things for you guys today. So, really exciting news, guys. Lana Perilla is actually making her directorial debut next episode. Yes, yes. queen. She is going to be directing the next episode. It was really interesting. Um, there was an article on Entertainment Weekly where they showed kind of, she did a little, you know, what her process was kind of like. Um, and she's obviously still acting in the episode. So, obviously, I think that that's amazing that she was able to dive in. And we're, I'm really excited both. to see what she does with the episode. It'll be so much fun. I'm really excited to see more women 
women stepping behind the camera and creating shows. Well, speaking of more women, another one of our obviously favorites and Once Upon a Time favorites, Emma Swan, which is going to be coming on in a couple episodes. Um, Jennifer Morrison is actually uh, making her directorial debut on Netflix's Sundogs. It's out mm. now. You guys can go watch it. Um, she will be acting a small part in the movie as well, but this is her. She's directing the entire movie. Um, wow. And she she was doing it while she was on Once Upon a Time, too. So, And obviously, if you want to hear the breakdown of this in interview with Jennifer Morrison, please go to Maria Menounos's podcast on iTunes, Conversations with Maria Menounos, and you guys can listen to the entire interview there. It is so fascinating and inspiring just to see her process and when she decided she wanted to be a director and such. So really exciting stuff for the ladies oh, of cool. Once Upon a Time. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that she started out directing music videos? What? I did. I did see yeah. some of that. Yeah, I did not. I know mean, that. she's got a she's got a great, amazing resume, and I mean, she's just so talented. And um, yeah, I mean, Sundogs is on Netflix now, so you guys can check it out for yourselves. So I'm super tuning in. That's great news. Super fun, great news for our oncers out there. Um, alrighty, ladies. Well, let's just get into some predictions before we close out today's recap. And now your After Buzz TV Steph, we're starting with you. Oh, man. Okay, so this always catches me off guard because I never really, I I never, I just, everything happens so quickly. (laughs) I do know that the episode, next episode is called Chosen, so I'm getting a little idea that we're gonna find out who the actual guardian is because I'm still don't think it's who, I don't think it's Anastasia. So I think we're gonna find out who the new guardian is, but I think it's going, because there's a reason why, I think Rumpel knows who the guardian is, but he's keeping it under wraps. There must be some sort of tie with that in the curse as well. So I think we're going to get a little bit more information on the curse, on the guardian, and then hopefully something with Henry. I don't know. I just want him to move forward. I would really hope that that would happen. That's it. Lanisha, what are you thinking? Henry has no choice but to survive, because if he dies, that would just be a whole waste. Right. <laughs> oh my, could you imagine? That would actually be terrible. I would hate that. I would, really I would throw something at the TV. Um, and I believe the Guardian, if it's not Anastasia, it's Tilly. I just wanted to see Carolyn. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was trying to like wonder why you were getting so like... Because I just want to see you, Carolina. I just love you. <laughs> um oh man. Lanisha loves giving Carolina a hard time. I love it. So <laughs> I think that Chosen is going to show us more information about the curse. That's what I'm hoping. Is that we're actually going to find out more of the ins and outs in it and what's going on with it. And I also hope to see um Zelina and Regina's plot to bring magic into Hyperion Heights mm. come into fruition. That would be great so call. great. I love that. Uh, yeah, I think I'm thinking that Nick is definitely having to do with a lot of the uh, curse that they're all under, and he's working directly with Mother Gothel, and he might even have some sort of power. Something happened to him, you know, when he was getting burned. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't really know it's exactly there, but I think right. he has something major to do with this, um, and clearly has some sort of powers, especially if he can be awake through all of this. So that's really interesting. Yeah. I have two predictions on Nick. Yeah. So I think that there's two camps that he could go. Either Nick lied when he met them in the Enchanted Forest and he was never Jack. He was always Hansel. And he's been manipulating this totally. thing from the jump. Agree. Or 
he was cursed already when he met them as Jack, and he was cursed into thinking he was Hansel, but he's not. Well, he has burn marks. He's definitely Hansel. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. She could have burned him herself. I think he's definitely Hansel. I do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, denying your prediction. I'm, okay, no, no, you no. I, my, my first prediction is the one where he yeah. lied about being Jack, and yeah. he's always yeah. been Hansel. But then I do want to say the possibility that they've made Mother Gothel very dark, and Emma Booth herself said that she was going to have an episode. We're going to get to see it. She has a very tragic, flawed past, and she's done horrible, horrible things moving forward yeah. because mm-hmm. of how she was treated. So who knows how dark she goes. We are getting reminders that April 15th is our very own Zelina's birthday. So we'll yes. be able to celebrate that on Monday. Yay! Yay. We'll s- sing a I cannot beautiful wait. witch's Yeah, we ode. will. We'll give her a, a special shout out. Oh, we're green. I love this show so much, and we love you guys, and we're so thankful for all of you guys commenting and subscribing and listening to us every week because we have so much fun. A special shout-out to Ashley Marchuka. Thank you for tweeting at me and Steph this week, and if you want to hear your name shouted out, please be sure to tweet us or comment below. Alrighty, Steph, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabra. Yeah, keep sending us everything. We love that. Yes. Lanisha, what's up you guys you can find me on instagram and twitter at lanisha spelled l-a-n-i-s-h-a 914 carolina hey guys i'm carolina benetti you can find me on twitter at carolina benetti and on instagram at lena bean 113 i love chatting all things once upon a time with you guys hey guys ali nasta here find me on twitter at ali nasta and on instagram at ellie girl we will see you next week bye from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.